Hey guys, it's Tom, uh, recording just a little intro to the podcast. Uh, this episode is all about changes, and we'll get right into that. Uh, this was recorded about a month ago, and we are uh, just uploading it now. That is entirely uh, my issue and not Miles. Um, we have another episode recorded as well, so hopefully we'll be getting these out uh, more regularly. Uh, if there's anything about this podcast that you find compelling or interesting, um, please leave a comment wherever you are listening to this or on our Facebook page at Conversations for a Better Life. Um, you could also hit me up on, on Twitter, just at Tom Imhold. would love to, um, if there's anything, that, like I said, that... Um, that really hits you, or if there's any kind of topics or questions that you have for Miles or myself, would really love to engage with you guys. Um, so yeah, without further ado, here is the episode. Recording. It's just starting recording. Nope. I think it just Notice. started. Now it's recording. Notice. <laughs> so you, the recording may have come up like as I was mid-sentence, but that's fine. Hey, we're back. Conversations for a better life. Tom and Miles coming at you. Very exciting new year new us the world's on fire who cares um yeah <laughs> we, we were all excited last time that we posted back in november yeah uh, uh, and then we didn't post for two months and hopefully this will actually get posted in january we'll see what happens i, I, um, I, think, I think we did record in between there but we decided to scrap it didn't we yeah you <laughs> yes we did yeah. <laughs> So, um, so it's not entirely our fault. Uh, I mean, it's mostly our fault. But <laughs> okay, okay, fine. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but we're back now, and a lot of stuff has been going on, and so uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, what's been going on in our lives, and kind of parlay that into. A- more general talk about changes in our lives and how we cope with that so miles do you want to go first about your life changes or do you want me to go first doesn't uh, doesn't really matter to me uh, I, I can go first I, it's kind of fresher i think for me maybe than i don't know maybe not for you but um so i i got a new job uh okay and i moved to just outside of cleveland um, to a little town on Lake Erie. Um, and there's good things and there's bad things that go along with this. So the good thing is that it's a great job, uh, making a lot more money than I did back home. Okay. And that... yeah, it's, it's, and I'm near my family, which is really good too. So the bad thing about it though, is that my wife is in school back home with my mm. kids. So I'm here during the week and she's at home with the kids uh, all week and I drive home on the weekends and the second bad thing is that I moved back in with my parents until she can finish school so that oh, she wow. can move off with me and we can all get a place together now it's good and it's bad um, it's mostly good but there's a lot of frustration that goes along with that and a lot of loneliness sure. too you know now what now let me let me pan out some details here how long is this commute um, like from from home or from my folks house I mean, what, whatever commute you're doing to go back to your family, I guess, is my question. Uh, about two and a half hours on a Friday. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. So yeah, you're you're not even like close by if like something were to happen or anything like that. I mean, you're not you're not terribly far away that you couldn't get there like you know by the end of the day, but you're not you know you're not a couple towns over. 
Yes. Yes. It's it's rough. Um, it's rough. Yeah. Yeah. How much longer does she have in school? Um, think here. Ten weeks, fifteen weeks. Oh. So this is this is a relatively temporary uh, situation. This is not several months or years. No, no, no. That you're going to be. It's very short comparatively or relatively, but it's it feels like an eternity. Um, well, yeah, especially since you're not around your family for so long of the week. I can imagine that's extremely difficult. Yeah, it's it's really rough. And and to 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 boot, um, my insurance company, I didn't send in some paperwork to them, uh, so they booted me <laughs> on January first. So I oh been, I know. Okay. So my meds have been wonky because I haven't been able to get a hold of them. So I'm kind of up and down right now, trying to hold it all together. Um, you know, yeah. not not an impossible situation. I still have my, my lithium, which is my workhorse, but the other ones have gone by the wayside. So I'm sort of juggling a lot of emotions, and I'm wondering how much of it is the meds, how much of it is the new placement, how much of it is normal stress from just being away, and you know, right. trying to figure it out. Um, well, yeah, there's a lot of. Uh... A lot of different variables that change. So yeah, isolating that and any one of those, a change in any one of those things could cause significant mood fluctuations. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wow. So how about you? Let's see. Um. Okay, I'm trying to think of how much of how broad I'm going to go with this. Um. In general, I mentioned it briefly on my little mini-sode thing that i put up today um i have been i remember why was i even talking about it oh i mentioned i mentioned my weight because i'm walking and my my knees hurt yeah um so i've been going through a little bit of a life transition and of like trying to get healthier and losing weight um that really started back in july and then it kind of picked up again um towards the end of the year so big life change for me is that I'm down like 68 pounds. Holy which shit, is, dude, that's incredible. That is incredible, but I also have some, some, more than twice that to lose. So, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I am like moving along, but I am nowhere near where I want to be, and I'm in a lot of pain <laughs> right now. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so very I was talking to you very briefly before the beginning of the podcast. Almost everything in my life, I feel like the more significant the change is, especially if it's positive, that there's this like equal and opposite force pulling me in the other direction. Um, nothing can just be good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And there's been huge changes at my job that I've had to basically fill in for two whole complete people. Yeah. Um, so it's been incredibly stressful doing that, but I've also been given opportunities because of that hole that's existed. Um, yeah, it just it just feels like a lot of stuff going on and a lot of very good things, but at the same time, um, just real big struggles at you know at the same time. So, yeah, for me, the last couple of months has been, um, you know, a lot of focus on health, a lot of like trying to come out of my shell and do things again. Um, just, you know, with people, just in general, like uh, this year for Christmas, I made a decision that I was going to try and not um, get people things as much as 
like buy experiences to go on with them. Sure. So really trying to, I don't know, just be more connected to other people than I have been in the past as a means to directly combat like the depression. Um, so I, I'm wondering about that. Like you, the question I was going to ask you is, is you losing all this weight? Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I mean, obviously it's a good thing for your health, mm-hmm. but I wonder like how much it is taxing on your mental health um, to constantly sort of be aware of that and the stress that you're putting yourself under in order to achieve that. Yeah. And then I, then I wonder about like the, the socialization as well. Um, there are shy people out there who don't socialize as much. Uh, and I wonder how much of that is typical and how much of that is atypical. And then how much are you putting yourself through something in order to kind of combat something that might not need to be combated? Well, I think about that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> not, not trying to put thoughts in your head. <laughs> um, no, no, no. Because I, I have thought about that quite a bit. Um, so let's let's tackle a thing at a time here. Um, when it comes to weight loss in particular, um, I think about it anyways. Um, I am acutely aware of my appearance and probably even to the point of, uh, misattributing people's perceptions, you know, in in a negative light. So I am, I am, and that's part of my social anxiety is the way that people, uh, you know, um, view me physically. So regardless of the stress of losing weight, I already have an immense amount of stress and anxiety wrapped up in my appearance. So I feel like it's not, even if I'm adding stress, this is not a a zero-sum game that that we're working on. Can I I, I prod that a little bit? Yeah, we have have some time. Okay, so so if you have anorexia, it doesn't matter what you do to your body to try to fix it, in quotation marks, it's still going to be perceived as wrong or broken. So if you're if you, if you have social anxiety and you're doing these things to help fix your social anxiety, okay. Well, I hadn't appearance. gotten to the social anxiety part yet. You asked me about my physical appearance and that. I'm sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. Because <laughs> finish your finish your thought. Because I have a so thought, I have a so, so I'm, I'm wondering like if you have social anxiety, are you just kind of shooting in the dark, or are you do, you do you honestly think that you fixing in quotation marks your physical appearance will make that go away? Or are you doing it because of the social anxiety or is it a chicken or the egg kind of situation here? Yeah. So I think that I've always had social anxiety of some kind or another going back um, probably to middle school or even okay. before that. So I don't think that anything that I do physically is just going to make that go away. I'm, I'm not that ignorant. Okay. Um, I didn't think you were. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm more just saying it out loud, maybe even just reassuring myself. Sure. Um, when it comes to fixing something, I I have always been a, a little bit introverted, but my um, introversion went full on like agoraphobia, if that makes any sense. Like yeah. I did, I don't want to talk. Especially work is a little bit different because I have really clean cut. Um, like roles and responsibilities where it's like, yeah. I am here to talk to you about this thing and that is my job. And I didn't decide that. And I, I don't have to convince you of that. It's just the way that it is like, and right. I, so um, I'm a little more free, like I'm willing to talk to people at work, especially about work stuff. But I, I always, I guess what I'm saying is it's gotten much worse. So I'm not trying to go from being a recluse, to being a socialite you know I, i'm trying to just try to be more connected to people yeah do think that i know that i enjoy um and trying to be less worried about it and True. the the physical stuff 
the part where that comes in, aside from just wanting to like not, I don't know. Yeah, uh, I guess sure. I, I'm gonna get like real specific if you don't mind. Is that okay? Please, no, go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so because I, I don't. I usually don't talk specific numbers, but I, I weighed 509 pounds when starting this journey. Okay. So at that weight, um, you have this perception that I don't think is that inaccurate of just people being unable to not see you as really ill. Yeah. Um, and so that is something that I'm trying to combat. Um, yeah. But on top of that, just the specifics of at that kind of weight, you are limited in the kind of things you can do with people. Like even yeah. just going... Uh, I have a lot of anxiety right now just wrapped around um, going to the movies, you know, as far as can I fit in seats? Will right. I be comfortable? That kind of thing. So, uh, like, I'm <laughs> I am trying to get healthy in a way that is not and I'm sure it adds to some kind of level of vanity or some kind of sense of just wanting to be loved or whatever. But, um, I, yeah, I just would like to not worry about I would like to be normal fat. Like, I would like to be not uh, be able to just go into a different social situations and not feel so um, constantly worried that my appearance will limit me in some way. Yeah. So, yeah, I know that it's not going to magically fix anything. In fact, it's made some things more difficult because now I have to actually face these things. Yeah. And before I could just pretend that they didn't exist and pretend that. um you know, that my social skills hadn't deteriorated significantly. So now that I'm actually doing these things, it's difficult. Uh, um, it is a, it's a change, Miles. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, so I, I don't know if that answered your question. I don't know because I, I, you were saying something in particular and I kind of wandered around just now. But um, yes, that is that is my thought on all of that. So so I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to. Um totally can 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 i give you like what, what i deal with with this sort of thing yeah so it's the exact opposite for me um mm. when i get manic or unhealthy i get like super confident and then uh i sort of have social issues because of that um i mean you you've seen me when i've been unhealthy and it's not fun to be around me sometimes and i, I think that i'm awesome and i think that i'm intriguing and i think that i'm brilliant yeah I think, you know, nothing can happen to me and I'm just a jerk. Um, so, you know, part, part of me is like, I, I get that social component where like you have to get to be aware of like how you're perceived because whether or not we like it, we exist within society, you know, and mm -hmm. there is certainly a social aspect to what we do. But yeah, I can also see how like, like if you were unhealthy, you're just trying to get to like a healthy level of unhealthy if that makes sense you know like instead of instead of being egregiously unhealthy you're just trying to get to like subsistence and so, you know I, yeah. I i i appreciate i appreciate that yeah and i um i think for me too like the social stuff is you know you can so to say that there's a social aspect of something i think for me at least for the things that i'm talking about seems to be like abstracting what is just a legitimate need for like human connection yeah um and we connect with humans socially uh and so yeah that that's all that i see it as is that i have people in my life friends and family 
that care about me deeply. I'm I'm so aware of this, but I have a hard time uh, accepting <laughs> that support and and love from them because I don't want to talk to anybody half the time, and I'd rather True. just um, you know be in my apartment and and you know not having to deal with any of that. So that's what I'm trying to fight. I'm not um, once again. I don't think I will ever be uh incredibly outgoing as a person it just doesn't seem to match my personality which is more thought out and um like ev even when i'm talking to people i'm not uh i'm not quick to like be the first one to say something or um you know think that i understand what's going on i'm usually like want to listen to what they say and then come up with a response so i don't you know i'm not <laughs> I, I, there might be like some uh, overcorrection that I'm trying to do, which I think is appropriate. Um, I actually was just talking to my roommate that I think most changes require overcorrection, but yeah. I'm I'm fully aware that I am not going to become someone that I'm not. So yeah. that makes sense. I get that. So so when when things are adjusting, how do you deal with the changes as they come? Ooh that that is that's a whole thing um yeah it is <laughs> it really is yeah and it really depends on on what the kind of change is um yeah like because i've had a lot of positive and negative changes over the past couple months and um i will say that i am definitely a person that really likes familiarity mm -hmm. um even if it's a negative thing because when it comes to something negative, um, if, if, it, if I'm familiar with it, then I've kind of like already prepped myself for the letdown mm -hmm. and I understand the variables and what choices I'm going to make in specific variables. Um, whereas if it's something new, I have to figure all that out again. And I'm, <sighs> I can tell you, especially for positive change, um, there's something really scary about like, I, I I don't I can't I'm trying to think of a better word because I feel like the word that I'm going to use is a little bit too dramatic, but there is something about ha being given hope in an area that you felt hopeless in before that is terrifying, and um, because the idea of putting your trust in something that has the possibility of working also means that it might not work, Absolutely. and uh, especially if you spent a long time like years thinking that you were never going to make progress in a certain area like that that that's almost like settled ground you know what i mean like i don't have yeah. to think about it anymore um now i have to <laughs> yeah. and that means that there's the possibility of change and that's a wonderful idea but it also means that um i'm potentially setting myself up for a lot of disappointment and um that, that has been very difficult and so usually when change happens like this, I do it very, very slowly. And there might be a little bit of self-sabotage in there too. Like I don't want things to go too well um, because that's, man, that's a whole thing. So yeah, uh, how do I deal with it? I don't deal with it well. <laughs> I'm trying to get better at it. And the only way that I've um, gotten better at it is by trying to be, become more honest with myself and others um 
because because uh, I then you start feeling more at peace if like if you're centered, then the things happening around you are less significant. So, and I'm terrible at that, but that's what I've been trying to do. Yeah, so, yeah. What about okay. you? Does that make sense? It does, uh, and I've, I hear this a lot from people like us. Yeah, we, we just sort of there's an uneasiness with success because we're always waiting for the axe to drop, you know? Yep. Um, and cause tomorrow I could wake up and my meds won't work, <laughs> you know, or tomorrow I could, I could wake up and my insurance could drop me because I missed some paperwork that I was supposed to send in a couple months ago, you know? Right. And then all of a sudden things start to crumble. I could lose my job tomorrow or my wife could leave me tomorrow. And like, there's, there's so many variables and you don't really ever feel right when you're happy, you know, but also some of the hypervigilance too, that's, um, I think it's part of being mentally ill in general is like, you're always looking, you're always on the lookout for things that could sabotage your, uh, success, whether it be intentionally or in, unintentionally. Yeah. You're always, you know, weeding out bad friends. You're always looking out for something better or you're always, you know, making sure that your meds are on track. You're asking people for feedback to make sure that you're not, uh, saying things that don't make sense or whatever, you know, um, mm -hmm. and, uh, kind of dipping your foot in the water all the time. So yeah, th th there's, there's that, but there's also like a, um, like, like, like for me, when, when, when there's change, I don't, I don't do it slowly. I, um, I have bipolar, so I do big changes very quickly mm -hmm. um, and I just sort of pray for the best. Um, <laughs> and usually they work out. Sometimes they don't. Um, right. I, um, like this job I interviewed for it, or actually I sent my resume in, in late December. So it's been about a month since I've even started the process. Um, and you know, it's, um, it's been a whirlwind, <laughs> uh, and it's been very overwhelming. Um, it's worked out, but it's also been a lot of adjustment very quickly. And I, I think like for me, there's like the sense, like it's easier for me to adjust to things after they already happened that are good. Mm -hmm. As opposed to like waiting and missing an opportunity. Because um, I think for me, missing an opportunity is scarier than having to adjust to change. Um, yeah, and I think we are very different in that regard. I am because I feel like I miss a lot of opportunities. But yeah, <laughs> to the point where I don't always know when they're there, like when a real opportunity arises, because I feel like. I don't know. I feel like the potential for change is like abundant. Always, like it doesn't take a lot to, to for me to change. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I I've I've often wondered that like what would happen. See, it's funny because now you caution me against doing this, Miles. So I shouldn't do this. <laughs> uh, but like, what would happen if I just up and like changed significant parts of my personality? Like, yeah. who would? Care. who would notice like yeah. uh, would it be that big of a deal um so i don't know <laughs> and then I think I, that, i'm then, terrified of that though but but i think i think the second question would be if no one would notice what's the point right um and, and then the yeah you could you could rabbit hole this forever because i'd be happier theoretically would you <laughs> oh, yeah. i don't know if i've never done it before but presumably if i'm doing it it's because i think it's a better thing yeah, sure. That's, that's, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're, the, the, for me, the, the idea of like changing who I am 
is not that scary um, because I, I'm not really committed to who I am. If that makes any sense at all. Yep, um, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, yep. uh, like, like, like when I got married, I changed who I was. I mean, you, you know me now sort of versus the person who I was back then. And I think it's a huge amount of change in, in, in the person that I've become. And then having right. kids changes you as well. And, you know, getting a good job changes you as well. I really don't like who I am. So I'm trying to like hone it down and make it better and whittle it into something more tolerable. Right. Um, and that constant whittling, uh, it gets exhausting. But like, like, I think there's a, we also have different diagnoses, you know? So, right. so the, the way that we are naturally is probably very different too. So, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it's a, it's a, it's a really interesting thing to think about. Like, how do you grapple with change and like who you are? And yeah, that's, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. And the, something you just said just now about like, um, your willingness to change, like that you're not tied down to a particular, like, I'm not sure how you quite said it, like, like a version of yourself or like, um, things that, how did you say it just now? Like, what did you, I'm trying to remember, like, uh, I'm not committed to who I am. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. So can you unpack that? <laughs> like, does that mean that you don't, that you're not, um, what does that even mean? <laughs> um, like committed in what in what sense? Like so, that you yeah. can give it all up tomorrow? Committed that it's that you don't think that it really matters? Like I, I think what? what what I'm saying is like uh, man, that's a thank you. Um so there's there's like my self image, right? Mm -hmm. And and what I perceive myself as matters less to me than how I fit as a cog into a machine. Um, so I have made great sacrifices in my personality and my neurochemistry in order to be a better father. Mm. Um, and I do that because I'm not committed to who I am. So who uh, it, it, I told Carrie before, uh, Carrie's my wife, um, that I know you know that, but people might not know that. Yeah, um, I didn't know whether or not to, to use her name or not on the podcast. So there you go. She, she won't care if she does. I don't really mind. Um, so yeah, uh, so I, I told I told Carrie before that if I wasn't married and didn't have kids, then chances are I stop taking my meds and just go off the deep end, right? Mm -hmm. So so the concept of um, you know my natural state is much more comfortable for me than the state that I'm in right now. Uh, but then that is interesting to me. Yeah. So you don't feel you don't in all of your quote unquote progress with addressing your like bipolar, you you would say that you feel less comfortable now than having addressed that. That it would yes. be Wow. See this I think this goes back to our, our conversation before about like our diagnoses and like uh -huh. how much we want to change. I no, <laughs> like I am so. I mean, it's it's a it's a kind of comfort because it because uh, comfort because now because um things that I'm familiar with are comfortable, but like my depression, I actually it's it's hard for me. Like I I have begun seeing it very much as an external thing, or maybe an internal thing, but a set like a separate force that uh, that I'm 
have to like deal with like yeah. a force that like that wants me dead a force that wants all of the good things in my life to go away like yeah. it is it is not my friend and it definitely is not something that like i would prefer to be like if that makes any sense like there's no yeah there's no comfort in in being immensely sad for me yeah, i mean right um, right and and, and you're, you're right our 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 brains work differently. Um, and, and I, I've heard of people just as a, as a, as a tangential here, um, I've heard of people with depression naming it, like giving it a name yeah. and kind of addressing it in name as a way to like externalize it. Like you just said, which I think is fascinating and uh, really it's cool. Fascinating, but also a little bit freaky. Freaky. Because, <laughs> Very uh, fight club. <laughs> well, yeah, I get a little terrified by like, uh, willing something into existence. Yeah. Um, cause I have that, I have, <laughs> um, uh, I've, I've thought about that too, when it comes to other type, like other sides of my personality, like naming, like that other side of my personality. Yeah. Um, and, but I, there's a little bit of weird disassociation that I can get too wrapped up in, True. um, especially when the depression gets bad and I stop thinking that I exist or that the world is real. Um, yep. then those concepts can become more real. And I, that's a, a road that, I do find fascinating because it rings very true to me, but I don't know how much I want that to be an actual thing. So yeah, and, and, yeah. and how much do you enable that in your own head, right? Like that, that seems that seems really scary. Um, but but yeah, so so like um, the yeah, so I, I never really feel quite right on meds. Like I don't really feel natural. I feel sort of um, I've, I've compared it to like viewing the world in black and white. Um, mm-hmm. as opposed to like being in color, um, it's there, but it's not, it's not fully there. Um, and, yeah. and, and I know this is all chemical, you know, and like when I'm not taking my meds, I have really, really, really bad days where I'm just really bad. Um, but then some days I have really, really, really good days where everything is enhanced and everything is vibrant and everything is wonderful. And I think I can dance. Um, and, and yeah. there's, um, I miss that some days, to be honest with you. Um, I, I really feel, I feel boring, um, and I feel bored a lot. Mm. Um, and like I try, like you and I talked about. Um, no, it wasn't you. I was talking to Nathan earlier, and um, Nathan and I were talking about creative projects, and we were saying like, there's so much work involved in the day to day life of just existence, you know? Yeah. A- and um, finding no pleasure in that is really hard for me. Like I'm, I'm secretly a hedonist way deep down, you know? And, right. um, when, when I, when I kind of get wrapped up in the day to day, I get really discouraged. Like, like this week without my wife has been really hard. And, uh, so it's like this is when I wish that I could feel something, um, yeah. you know, instead of, or funnel that into something instead of just kind of swallowing it. It's interesting to me, and maybe this is not a route that you want to explore right now, but um, like we've had the conversation before about because about just how important your family has been for your um, like addressing your mental health issues. Right. And the way you said it just now is really interesting. Like you don't view it so much as working on yourself. Uh, I might be 
this is how I perceive it. Like it's not so much you changing you as as much as it is you assuming a role um, within a unit. Like you were just talking about, like being a cog in a in a machine that you love and believe in. Yes. Does, does that sound right? Which is really interesting to me because I've lamented the fact that I don't have that and I don't have this like machine that I, I can place myself into. Yes. Um, and because I've I've been going at it from the other direction, which is I need to figure out a way to talk to myself. I need to figure out a way that me, myself and I can get all on the same page. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> I'm I'm Mr. Ego trying to like wrangle up my id and super ego here like like we all have to play nice together. And for the longest time, I have been completely unable to have that conversation like really, truly you know, the person in the mirror is my enemy kind of thing. And it's mm -hmm. taken a long time of like empathy, but also like work to, I don't know. Like, I, I guess that that's, that's something that I'm realizing that I need is that like, I can't go to my friends and family to validate my own perspective on myself. Um, sure. Which means I have, have to actually like come to terms with who I am internally it sounds like you bypassed that process entirely. Or well, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm putting like, uh, but like that whole idea of like needing the external thing and like being devoted to it and not really caring, you know, not being too tied down to who you are as a person in as much, except for the, in as much as you fit into this machine is interesting to me. Maybe I'm like misreading what you're saying, but that sounds interesting that maybe maybe you can explain it better but that yeah yeah i i think you're you're right what you're saying is all accurate um i think we're kind of comparing apples to oranges here if i if i may be so bad. oh yeah probably uh because you are a single guy with no kids as far as i know and right. that's what i'm saying i don't have the machine to place myself right. in i don't have this larger purpose of like i created things and now i need to protect them and like provide for them uh, right. if i fell off the face of the earth as far as i can tell um people would be very sad and that would be it uh, i i leave no empty hole behind as far as someone needing me there is no grand design that i am a part of that's what i'm trying to get at and, and i think i think for me like me trying to work on myself and me trying to work as myself as a father or as a husband, they're all inseparable. Like they're all wrapped up in each other. So, I mean, I, I can't, I can't work on myself without communicating with my wife. Right. Mm -hmm. Because, because she's such a big part of my life and I can't work on myself without being as transparent as I can with my kids because they're such a large part of my life. So right. it, it, it would make sense that you would work on yourself because you don't have those complications adding to the, uh, the process of, of, of recovery. Um, it, it's, it's, uh, it's like, like from, like from me, it's like a backwards logo therapy. Um, if, if that makes any sense, uh, I, I, I love Frankel. Like he's like my hero, um, right, right below Kurt Vonnegut. And, um, you know, he, he has this idea of the logos, which is like your identity. And once you find an identity, you'll, you're willing to do anything for that identity. Right. Right. And um, he has a great quote. He says, people who have a uh, why can survive any what. Mm -hmm. And um, that's, you know, my family is my why. Right. 
and I don't envy your physician uh, because there's like that, that's just, that's just my answer, you know. And, and I know that when I was a single man, it was a lot harder for me to figure right. it out. And I and I mean I talked about that before that I wish that, but I guess my question would be, doesn't that potentially leave you vulnerable to these situations where your why becomes less or becomes distant? You know like I mean? right now, like right now, right. you mean? <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it really does. Um, and there is certainly a codependency that's sort of like intrinsically built into that, um, which is a dangerous road, I know, as well. Right. Um, but I feel like I'd rather be dependent on somebody and have someone be dependent on me than be unhealthy or be, right. you know. Um, and, you know, we just have to establish a new normal right now, which is difficult. admittedly there is a lot of work that goes into this especially considering she's in practicums right now uh she's busy for 12 hours of the day and i have no contact with her for 12 hours a day so it's um it's tricky to figure out but it's not undoable you know we 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 just gotta kind of figure it out and and, and it takes time um counseling helps too sorry what counseling helps too i don't know what that is counseling counseling i thought you said like something different and i'm like that sounds like a new drug he's taking or like some kind of i I don't know whatever counseling yes counseling does help let me tangent on counseling for a second absolutely it is so hard to find good counselors it really is and the process of like basically speed dating counselors is like so terrifying yes my old counselor basically stopped practicing like counseling. Like she got sick. I have the same thing today. Yeah. And so now I'm like, so now I got to start over with somebody else. And I, I found somebody that like meets a bunch of criteria that I had. And uh, they're not available until May. And so I'm like, um, <laughs> like, am I going to like just try, like, you know, like, do I go on speed dates with people that I think are not going to work out? Like, is mm-hmm. that better? Uh, should I wait like, you know, basically three and a half months, four and a half months to have a meaningful conversation with somebody. And because we all know too, that like that first initial phase of counseling is such garbage. Yeah, like, it really is. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's like the equivalent of like, Oh, you know, like this is this generic information. So, yeah. and, and that's actually something I talked to my, my I was talking to my dad about couples counseling, and how people try for one or two sessions and they're like, "This sucks," and they quit. And you're like, "But that's like that's the that's the no. keep going." Um, yeah, yeah, and I I've wondered that too. I mean, because therapists, at least the ones that I've dealt with, um, like I don't know if they really need that initial session to be that way i don't i think that's usually the patient that like needs to ease in to you know yeah. to the therapeutic relationship so i i've wondered like can i just go in and be like listen here's the deal here's what i'm most like terrified of this is what i wouldn't tell anybody what do you think of that um i think you, you probably do that yeah so, um, so you you don't you don't take meds still, right? That's correct. So can can so two points about your thing about counseling there. The first one is: Can you imagine having every hour of your day planned until May? I would hate that. Um, that sounds really overwhelming to me. 
Yeah, but it also means you're busy, right? It also means that hopefully you're like helping people and have a productive like, you know, counseling like life and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I don't hopefully. know. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know if I can get behind that. Like, I, I need five minutes here and there to just breathe. Um, yeah, but I mean, you, you know that too, like with new patients, they usually like block out like more significant time uh, to do like the initial session. Yeah. Or it might just be that she doesn't feel like comfortable taking on new clients until May. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know any of these things. So, yeah. Um, so second point, uh, I think we talked about this a while ago. I, I did speed dating with meds a couple of years ago. Yep, and that was hell too. Um, such a such a serotonin yo-yo. Um, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. Uh, so I, I've been a while since I've done dating with uh, counselors, but meds are a thing that I'm familiar with. So I uh, I feel you. I definitely feel yeah. you. It's 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 awful. It's awful. Yeah. yeah, and I can. That's something else. Kind of going back to our general topic about change, like. With my, you know, with my weight loss stuff, which has which has involved a quite a substantial lifestyle change as well. Mm-hmm. It's like I like when things hurt, I used to know why, and I could always like point back to and be like, "Yep, you did this terrible thing, and this is why life is bad." Now, when things go wrong, I I have less of a reference point, and um, that there's like this loss of sense of, of control as well because you, you're really not sure why things are happening the way that they are because supposedly sure. you're doing the right thing um yeah all of that all of that stuff i'm sorry for you <laughs> i mean i i it's definitely not great but at the same time that's that's what i mean about this like magnet pulling thing like it's really hard like especially today like I put out that little mini so talking about pain and I was like um, really unable to function like with my family today. Like we had our brunch like we normally did and I was just so like I couldn't be present with them. And I snapped a little bit like in a way that really I shouldn't have just because I I felt like I couldn't get across to them in a way that was polite that I was like overwhelmed and not just overwhelmed like in a you know, oh, there's too much going on. Like, no, I'm like, I'm in pain right now and I can't have a normal conversation with you. Yeah. So like that's all happening. And yet at the same time, such incredibly positive things are happening in my life as well. True. So yeah, it sucks, but I'm hoping that this is all for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm hoping this is all indicative of, you know, general progress and all that kind of stuff. So I mean, I'm in the exact same position you're in. You know, I, I'm I'm away from my family and I'm terribly lonely for most of the week. But it's a good thing, strangely enough. Right. You know, so how do, it's got to keep your eyes on the prize and keep trudging through. Um, when when my dad was in the program, he would say like, you know, day by day and then hour by hour, which is, you know, it makes sense to me. But it's also like that sounds nice, but it's harder than it actually. You know, then then you say it is. Um, right. Well, day by day, hour by hour means like literally every hour <laughs> having to be to focus on, on this thing. And that's that's draining. That's, yeah. you know. Right. So, yeah. So does the cost of survival, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, 
I think that's a pretty good natural end to that conversation. Do you have any other tangents or thoughts on this, or are we pretty much wrapped up? Uh, I think I'm okay. Cool. I have... (laughs) I always love our conversations, but I have been asked... I guess I shouldn't even say that. Some people prefer shorter podcasts, and some people prefer longer podcasts. I'm just going to say that. And we are by no means an extremely long podcast, so... If if you've managed to listen to all 43 minutes of this, I appreciate you. Thank you very much for your support. We're on a bunch of new podcast platforms now, so that's yeah. super cool. How um, cool is that? Yeah. So if you're new, welcome. Uh, once again, Tom and Miles. I, I just barely did an introduction at the beginning of this, so we talk about mental health stuff. So um, is there anything... Because I, I want to do kind of a little bit of a call to action at the end of this, or maybe just mm-hmm. like a, a, an audience engagement thing. Um, like I'm because re- I, I I really would love to hear other perspectives on some of these things. So, you know, if if you have any like ideas about how to deal with change or um, more positive ways to deal with change than the ones that we discussed, I would love to hear it. So yeah, I think that's about it. Thank you, Tom. All right. Have a good night.